Welcome to Creative Biolab Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. Today, we will have a quality time with Dr. Smith learning more about liposome. I believe everyone is looking forward to his arrival. Welcome Dr. Smith. Would you say hello to our audience? Good evening everyone, good evening Beth. Very excited to be here again, thank you for your invitation. In the last episode of the program, we discussed the reasons for the aggregation and precipitation of complexes and the ways to improve their stability from the theoretical basis. Most researchers are interested in gene expression rather than the structure and characteristics of the genosomes. Also, all papers just compare different ratios of different lipids and their effects on activity. Combined with the complexity of genosome structure and properties, Little is known about genosome structure and physicochemical properties, neither does the structure-activity relationship of genosomes and their stability and fate in the application. Today, we are going to give a detailed introduction to the structure of complexes formed by DNA and cationic liposomes. Where do we start, Dr. Smith? From the few studies published in the literature, we can divide the structure of DNA cationic liposomes into three different models. Given the simple aggregation of DNA and cationic liposomes due to electrostatic attraction, it is possible to form small stoichiometric complexes. Small liposomes have about 500 to 1,000 positive charges on the outer surface. And 4 to 5 liposomes are thought to surround DNA containing several thousand negative charges. What kind of charge does the surface of this complex have? Since there is no neutralizing charge, the exterior of this complex is positively charged. However, detailed studies using various techniques have come to different conclusions. It has been demonstrated that cationic lipids induce DNA condensation and DNA induces liposome reorganization. At critical ratios, DNA is encapsulated in elongated bilayer liposomes. The electron microscopy and the inability of DNA to interact with intercalating agents and digestive enzymes support this claim. Using freeze fracture electron microscopy, partially fused spherical aggregates and fibrous halos were observed. What do the fibers mentioned here refer to? Under what circumstances do they exist? Fibers are shown to be DNA strands surrounded by lipid bilayers. Fiber exists only if dope is a neutral lipid. Recently, a model of DNA in which hexagons are packed in complexes has been proposed. None or all of these models may be correct. It's known that different methods are likely to show different subpopulations of complexes in a particular sample. How to understand the structure of a complex? Having learned the general properties of liposomes and the behavior of DNA and polyelectrolytes, we can predict that DNA induces liposome aggregation and then liposome fusion. During this process, DNA is encapsulated in aggregates. Some models involve randomly structured DNA sandwiched between concentric sheets and multilamellar lipid particles. If the charges are sufficiently neutralized, the DNA collapses in the process. The researchers can think of several possible structures. During this process, 
Is DNA always trapped in aggregates? Not always. Some DNA may not be trapped in lipid aggregates, and some loops or strands may stick out. Especially at lower lipid concentrations, smaller lipid DNA clusters linked by DNA may appear. Similar structures have been observed and theoretically predicted in studies of polymers and colloidal particles. Some electron microscopy results also showed fibrous clusters of heterogeneous aggregates. Another possibility is to wrap the DNA with a lipid bilayer or two nested hexagonal phases as observed in the case of cationic detergents. In addition, a reverse structure containing DNA rods in the water channel has been proposed. Has this reverse structure containing DNA rods been experimentally confirmed? There are indeed some related studies going on. The initial study was done using cryo-electron microscopy, and they found that the aggregates were surrounded by a halo of fibers. This finding was further confirmed by freeze fracture microscopy, which showed similar aggregates and shorter, stiffer fibers with diameters matching those of DNA and bilayers. Similarly, recent research using cryo-electron microscopy has also shown some aggregates with isolated DNA. I've heard that these structures have interesting names, such as spaghetti meatballs, jellyfish, and sea urchins. Is this true? Where do they come from? Yes. This is really interesting and picturesque. These structures are shown by several different cationic lipids and DNA of different lengths. They have been given different names due to their appearance. Electron microscopy plays an important role in observing their shape and structure. How are the samples for electron microscopy prepared? Well, it remains unclear whether it is due to the preparation of the electron microscope samples. Because some methods are performed with circular supercoiled plasmids while others are performed with linear DNA. Negative staining and metal shading electron microscopy revealed more anisotropic, elongated structures in which condensed DNA was encapsulated by lipids. We have talked about different kinds of aggregate structures. So my next question is, which structure is more efficient in transfection? The answer to this question still needs to be explored further. But freeze fracture electron microscopy observed similarities between viral spikes and pointed DNA fibers. Either viral protein stimulators or lipid stimulators may contain regions of high charge and anisotropic regions of high binding capacity. Structures with high bending radii were recently found to be associated with improved transfection efficiency in vitro. However, in vitro data show that the larger the genosome size, the higher the transfection rate. This may be due to the higher degree of phagocytosis of cells in culture. Because such structures are unlikely to be preserved upon systemic administration, they should not be relevant for in vivo transfection. Are the structures of the DNA encapsulated by these aggregates stable? Actually, in many cases, such structures are not very stable. They start as smaller aggregates and grow into larger aggregates with less free DNA on the surface. This behavior is called bridging flocculation. While liposomes themselves already represent thermodynamically incomprehensible systems, the thermodynamics and kinetics of genosomes and their colloidal stability have yet to be determined. I guess the formation of genosomes is both a thermodynamic and a kinetic phenomenon. What results did their formation lead to? What methods and techniques are used to study the genosome? To answer your first question, it results in a wide distribution of the size and shape of the particles formed. 
Each picture and each study may only emphasize one particular structure, while ignoring many others. And to the second creation, microscopy, small-angle X-ray scattering, analytical ultracentrifugation, size and zeta potential analysis, size exclusion chromatography, and agarose gels, have all been used to study anionic and cationic genosomes. Similar particles were also observed in different liposome systems. How are they distributed? Optical microscopy observations showed that some of the particles in the sample were larger than 400 nanometers. However, the proportion of these particles is rather small. Similar broad size distribution was also observed by electron microscopy. Typically, particles with diameters of 200-300 nanometers measured by dynamic light scattering exhibit an inhomogeneous distribution in the range of 100 to 500 nanometers. Are there any other differences in particles of different size distributions? I would say, yes. Ultracentrifugation revealed a broad distribution of genosomes relative to sedimentation coefficients. This shows that the different particles also differ greatly in molecular weight, density, and coefficient of friction. The cationic genosome moves down a broad border along with the centrifuge cells. There is no clear boundary between very heavy particles and unreacted liposomes. Unreacted liposomes spin down under the boundary features of free liposomes. What does the sedimentation coefficient value for free liposomes depend on? It depends on the structure and composition of lipids. For liposomes that are less dense than water and floaters, the sedimentation coefficient values can vary within a certain range. It seems that the microscopy matters in the related research. So does it contribute to the observation of cationic liposomes and DNA interaction? Yes. Atomic force microscopy observed that the DNA plasmid adsorbed on the supported cationic bilayer showed aligned parallel fibers without any knots and crossovers. This indicates a strong electrostatic interaction between cationic liposomes and DNA. Additionally, the researchers have observed this pattern in many different genomic systems independent of neutral and cationic lipids. Is there any difference? The main difference seems to be the absolute concentration of the reactants. At low concentrations, the structures formed may be less dense and more dispersed. Occasionally, unreacted liposomes were incorporated into the structure, and many unreacted liposomes were observed in cationic samples. Are fluid lipid bilayers important for transfection? In other words, what effect does the fluidity of the liposome membrane have on transfection? Data recently obtained by researchers demonstrate that fluid lipid bilayers are important for transfection. They used fluorescent probes to monitor changes in the lipid surface and bilayer hydrocarbon chain regions during DNA lipid interactions. Although the order of the chains in the lipid bilayer increases with the amount of DNA adsorbed, the chains are still mobile. The order parameter of liposomes was increased in both anionic and cationic complexes. I read some literature about lipid recently, and one reported that bisacyl cationic surfactants have higher water solubility than anionic lipids. What does this mean? Well, this indicates that some cationic liposomes and genomes may exhibit special size growth. This is different from phospholipid liposomes, where this growth mechanism of phospholipid liposomes is not important. It seems to me that at these extremely low solubilities, the critical bilayer concentration, that some people call doesn't make any physical sense. It does not describe the dynamic micellar process, but only reflects the solubility of the compound.
Thanks for your explanation. Let's get back to the genome aggregates. Cryoelectron microscopy and analytical ultracentrifugation have shown that genomes are quite different in size, shape, and density. So what make these differences? The cationic complexes contain unreacted liposomes, while the anionic complexes contain naked DNA. The system is a stable heterogeneous coexistence state. There has been no success in isolating specific structural populations or preparing samples without too many empty liposomes. This may be due to dynamic changes during filtration and increased local concentration and osmotic effects during sucrose gradient centrifugation. Using the data you just mentioned, what kind of genosome models can be proposed? The genosomes contain alternately stacked lipid bilayers and adsorbed DNA, forming a two-dimensional ordered array on the surface between the two lipid bilayers. The edge structure may be less clear because topologically, the DNA must form a continuous spool. Complexes prepared from small cationic liposomes and low ionic strength solutions are typically very dense small complexes, containing 5 to 15 condensed DNA molecules. What are the structural characteristics of genosomes that fit this model? They are characterized by a short-range layered structure. The long period reflects the stacking of the double-layer DNA sandwich, and the short period reflects the planar structure of the DNA helix. The charge is not dehydrated, and the lipid bilayer is in a fluid state. They look like small vesicles that encapsulate the dense material of tightly wound DNA. It appears that in the presence of cholesterol as a neutral lipid, these particles protect DNA better. What is the main difference between wrapped DNA and packed lipid DNA complexes? It should be the size of the vesicles and the method of preparation. If the liposome is small, the strong interaction with DNA can cause it to disintegrate. If they have too much free surface area, they can reorganize without disintegrating. Due to charge neutralization and lipid order, the outer monolayer surface area is reduced, and the mismatch with the inner monolayer leads to negative curvature. Because the liposome has a large excess of the free membrane, it relaxes the stress by inversion. During this process, DNA is wrapped inside. Thank you so much, Dr. Smith. And thank you for listening. We will bring more interesting knowledge about liposomes in the next program. If you found this episode informative, please feel free to share it with others. So much for our content today. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Hope to see you next time.